tonight is January 18th, 2018, and we're going to be doing the chapter Joy in Nothing Special. Now, I'd like us, at least in the beginning, to stick to um, what Joko has to say um, and, and leave the questions and answers for later. Um, because I think there's some crucial points here. Um, I think that um, uh, there's a very nice comment which Joko makes, which hopefully everyone will um, note, uh, be aware of, where she says on page 234, to be honest, Sashin is controlled suffering, and I would say controlled suffering and fear. Um, but th- that's suffering in one sense can, is included in um, includes fear. She says we get a chance to face our suffering in a practice situation, and also in a relatively safe. Um, environment and we get to see the arising of suffering and the opportunity to experience the suffering. Um, And she goes on to say, as we sit, all the traditional attributes of a quote, I'll say quote, she doesn't say quote, good Zen student, in other words, any sort of ideals that we hold ourselves up to, come under fire. Endurance, humility, patience, compassion. Those, these things sound great in books, but they're not so attractive when we're hurting. I won't say attractive. They're not what we want to do or not even what we find ourselves doing when we're hurting, suffering, fearing. Um, That's why Sashin ought not to be easy. Um, We need to learn to be with our suffering and still act appropriately. Um, Or learn to be with our fear or our certainty of a need to run away. She says, when we learn to be with our experience, whatever it is, we are more aware of the joy that is our life. And that's the point that this chapter is focusing on, the fact that by our very nature, we are joy. Not because we do things, but that we fail to experience this because we so much believe all of our stories of one sort or another, all of our reactions of one sort or of another, all of our judgments, evaluations of one sort of another, so that we miss what our life always is. So, In a sense, that's a summary of what our 
practices and why sashins are so necessary and valuable. So, I'll stop here and let's see what you have to say about either what I've said or what uh, Joko says here or elsewhere or whatever else you wish to talk about. You need to speak up. Whoever's speaking needs to speak up because otherwise we don't hear you. It's still in the... I was... I, I really I can't hear you, so you need to get closer to where the mic is in, in Springfield. Oh, okay, can you hear me? So there's a lot of reverb on that. Ed. Yeah, it's because I connected up to Cindy rather than Gemio connecting up to Cindy. We're getting an echo. Mm. Anyway, I like the fact that we're joy. Uh, as I set out tonight to come here, uh, it was cold, and I passed Kitty's house, and it was uh, the curtains were shut and everything. I could tell that they were in, you know, snuggled in for the night sort of thing. I thought... Uh, <laughs> you know, I wish I could take off my clothes from the day and just be done with it, etc. And then I rounded the next corner, and I went, whoa, there was the tiniest sliver of new moon. I said, that's why. <laughs> that is joy. That is joy. So I, that's why I'm on the <laughs> So I've been smiling ever since. Looks like what she says on 233. Till we know what joy is, until we know that joy is exactly what's happening, minus our opinion of it. That's good. But, but say the what she says after that. We're going to have only a small amount of joy. Until we realize that. Be you mean the after that? Yeah, no. Because, because we are connecting it with our opinion about what's happening. And therefore we're limiting it to when we decide that what's happening is so-called okay and so-called acceptable or that our opinion should be what determines whether we are present experiencing or whether we're caught up in our schemes and evaluations and attempts to do what we think we should get as opposed to what's occurring. Yeah, I like, I like that you say get caught up in because, I mean, you know, discrimination is... One of the slimy, one of the conditions uh, of being a human being, discrimination uh, and awareness, that's uh, what she's talking about here. And there's no avoiding judgments, decisions, and evaluations, and opinions. 
There's no avoiding it. It's a basic human function. It's when we don't see it and we don't aware of it and too easily caught by it and believe it. Yeah. It's not in our awareness. Now, discrimination is is uh, um, a, a translation of samskara. But so instead of that, you could translate it as um, cause and effect karmic tendencies. That's a long, that's a big word. But discrimination just means our tendencies to like certain things and not like other things and to want certain things and not want other things. And attempting to impose that on the reality of how this moment is called our life. appreciated that uh, since uh, that Ed mentioned, which is on 233, um, you know, until we know the joy is exactly what's happening, minus our opinion of it, we're going to have only a small amount of joy. Um, and that's a... Uh, let's, let's look at that, you know, and sort of juxtapose it with what you said, Ellie Hugh, uh, we started out with on 234, um, to be honest, the shin is controlled suffering, and you added, and fear. Um, so, since we just some of us have just come from us, Jane, I thought, you know, I, I was intrigued at what you were saying about this particular piece, um, because it, it does feel like after Sushi, there's a I, I don't know if I would personally use the word joy, but maybe equanimity. No, a little bit more equanimity. Um, but it's, it's not because uh, things are always hunky-dory, so to speak, but it's very much because that these things come up and we get to be with that. Is that? Uh, I would say... Equanimity, in in a way, can can be a uh, a limitation if we believe that it's supposed to be a certain way. Because joy is the nature of aliveness, meaning the snow falling, the ice melting, the birds chirping, our arms aching, our legs hurting, um, all of those is just aliveness, if we say it that way. And aliveness is, if I'll use a different word, the electricity of the universe that's always running. Except, sometimes we decide we don't want the electricity or the aliveness in the way that it's running. We want it to be different. Or we want to get upset and angry about the way it is. Or we want to make sure that we keep on getting it the way we planned it. So, I planned it this way. And I had it this way yesterday. So how come today I don't get it this way? Is it like being serene through all your suffering? That's not what I connected with. Uh, you could say that, but that's, 
I think it's even more than that. I think serene is, is fine, but serene has a sense of, I can tolerate this. Um, it depends how you... See, these words are, of course, mean different things to different people, and joy isn't the word joy, and serene isn't the word serene. Um, there are, how should I say, many different facets of the this moment jewel that is our life. And the different facets look different depending upon where you look at them from, where you experience them from, where um, what words you use for them or what you emphasize. So on one side joy might be there, another side you might say equanimity, another side you may say serene, another side you may you may say all sorts of other words, and all of those aspects are there. So it's like there's many glitters from the jewel of the moment. Right. And the more we try to capture it with certain specific words, we, we have a tendency to get caught in those words if we let those words be what determines what's so. If we can not get caught in the evaluation, as Joko says, then that's joyous, but joyous can also include equanimity and can also include serene and can also include all sorts of other things and include so-called suffering and include so-called pain and dying and frustration and etc etc well we got a problem here because once we're talking about it we're you know kind of analyzing it and I only kind of know that I've experienced joy when I look back on, on something and realize that I had, you know, sort of suspended whatever I usually do for a few minutes or whatever. I, I hear that, Joyce, but I would say, I, I think there's a, a, a place when you know there's joy, even though you might not so-called consciously note it or hold on to it. Um, I don't think you could, it's like saying, I was drinking the water, but I didn't notice it was wet. Well, it, you, your mouth still knew it was wet, but you might not have, quote, noticed it. Um, so it's not, joy isn't a matter of always sort of having the flag, joy, come up every time joy's there because joy is always there except when we refuse to allow it to be so. Right. Because uh, we, we of course have a tendency as Joko wants to differentiate between joy and happiness um, to, to want to look at it as a yes or no, you know, and that's the point she makes with happiness, that happiness has its 
opposite of non-happiness. And she's saying that's already an indication that it's something else. Yeah, well, that's, you know, I've been sort of, this has been nagging at me, and I don't really know how to say this, and I'm not trying to monopolize, but I just want to put one more thing out there. And that is, I think it was Delinda talking about the moon, which was a beautiful sliver that uh, Faye and I saw as well. But I think the point we're making here is that it would have been joy, even if she had turned the corner and, you know, seen something horrible, God forbid. It wasn't about the pleasantness of seeing the moon. Yes. We're always looking for meaning, you know, and that's the analysis. Well, this is uh, on page 235. Joko addresses this pretty um, distinctly. She says, um, "That's all. we feel our body, we hear the cars and birds, that's all there is. But we are unwilling to stay in that space for more than a few seconds. We go shooting off, remembering what happened to us last week or thinking about what's going to happen next week. And it's the what should I say, willingness when we're shooting off to let the shooting off go off and be, and let go of it or to hold on to it. We can't stop the shooting off from coming up when it comes up, but we can not stick with it for more than a few mo- uh, more than a moment as soon as we notice it's occurring or we can shoot off and go wherever we are. It, it's truthfully, until it's so, we need to make the effort to notice the times that we shoot off over and over and over. Sometimes that's no big deal and we notice them and we let go of and sometimes they are a big deal and we're going round and round about them until we can make the effort to, in a sense, let it go. Or make the effort to, in the sense, open up and be right here so that it can go of itself. Um, because, as she says, we're unwilling to stay for more than a few seconds. And, and and then we, you know, that's the samskara, the discriminations, or the karmic tendencies, or whichever way you want to translate that skanda into English. Um, that's part of being human. Form, sensation, conception, discrimination, meaning samskara, meaning all these karmic tendencies in all different realms of how we describe a human, physical, mental, genetic, biologic, etc., etc. Inside, outside, mind, the universe's karmic tendencies keep showing up. That's this ongoing changing life and our, what should I say, tendencies, evaluation, judgments about this ongoing changing life, which is what we do. Things keep changing and we keep having ideas about how it's changing and how it should or shouldn't or could have or would have or why mine, why his, why hers.
So. It's not always so easy to recognize what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, like, like uh, I noticed that during Sashin or just sitting, that I'm a little more quieter uh, and not moving much. And uh, I tend to notice that a little bit more. But a lot of the times, it just pops up and I just go with all these different thoughts and stuff as I'm moving around the building or outside driving or something. And I catch it, but uh, it's usually uh, I'll, I'll, uh, several minutes. <laughs> but so you're always coming back. At least I'm always coming back to, uh, or at least noticing my evaluations and what I'm believing. But not all the time. I mean, I, I know there's some kind. It kind of feels hazy right now. That feels a little not so. I can't exactly pinpoint what it is I'm believing at the moment. But I know there's something because it's. I'm not, I'm not, my, 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 the feelings that come up are either not to write about something that's going on or whatever, so I feel like I'm believing that there's some, I have an opinion about what's going on at the moment. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's not that you have to keep track of it all, but when we're distracted, then uh, it's a matter of seeing what's a skillful practice effort. So it's not keeping track, but when we're distracted, when we get off the track, because we see we're going here and there, we, in a sense, open up or let go so that it can come and go, whatever the distraction is, but it need not hold us. The distraction is evaluation or judgment or discrimination or all the other ways as you're saying and don't worry about if it takes five minutes or five hours or five seconds that doesn't make a difference it's all past that's just judgment about how long it takes added on to the mix Um, our job isn't to uh, give ourselves grades or try to make sure that we're always getting instantaneous A's, or if it takes three minutes or three weeks to get an A. When we do it is when we get the A moment, so to speak. Now, in, in a way, if you think of the ox herding pictures, it's uh, at a certain point, you, the ox keeps going off to the shoots, the green shoots on one side, then on the other side, and in a sense, our practice is always bringing it back from wherever it goes off. Then not worry about how often is it going to go off, why is it still going off. I thought we had this all taken care of. I was beyond this. How come she knows, doesn't seem to have that problem? How come he... All of that. That's All of those are just hindrances of joy. Not hindrances in the joy being there, but hindrances in experiencing the joy, which is what Joko's talking about. Joy isn't something we have to find or add. It's who we are if we're not preoccupied, she says, with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, One other thing, I'm, a little, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not 
not very disturbed by exactly, but just a little maybe nonplussed that when she's at the top of that uh, page of 235, it says, uh, but we are unwilling to stay in that space for more than a few seconds. That word unwilling, it's, uh, is it, it sounds like we make a conscious choice to stay with all these evaluations that cause us suffering rather than, you know, noticing that that's what is, what's happening and then returning to the, to the present moment as, as much as we can. Well, I, I think it's fine that she uses the word unwilling. It doesn't. There's no blame involved in it. It's simply the matter of habitual habits and reactions that we hold on to. The, the two pages early on two thirty-two at the end of the first of the second paragraph, she says something similar. Over years of practice, our experience of joy deepens. If that is. And here's that word again. We understand practice and are willing to do it. Most people are not. Meaning most people are not willing to do it. Because we'd rather believe our judgments, believe our evaluations, follow them along, believe our anger, believe our desire, our greed, our judgment, our... You fill in the specifics, because it's always in the specifics. It's not some broad generality of discrimination. It's, I can't stand him, or she's always getting the best. Why not me? Or, and you could keep on going with that in whichever direction you want to. You know, that's why she says we cover over our experiencing with the judgments, the evaluations, the reactive habits. That's why that's all you need to deal with. Because the experiencing is always there. You can't, you don't have to go looking for it or to create it. It's not necessary. You don't have to create anything special in session. You just have to do what it takes when you're avoiding sitting, when you're avoiding walking, when you're avoiding eating, when you're avoiding chanting, when you're avoiding being achy, tired, or whatever. That's all. That's why Sashin is so easy. And that's why Sashin is suffering or controlled suffering because... Because we're so used to in our life that as soon as there's a little wiggle of discomfort or wanting to do this or wanting to do that, we follow that little wiggle of I want that, I don't want that, I believe that, I need to say that. That's what we need to make the effort with if I use that kind of word. I guess some of this willing and unwilling stuff is something that happens and we're not conscious of it. That's right. There's no blame involved. See, if we add blame to the word willing, that's a problem. Karmic 
habits and circumstances and tendencies are just that. And yet, and yet, we can make our practice effort as best as we can in this moment. We don't add on judgments about practice efforts. You know, we, I, I keep telling people, don't grade your sitting, don't grade your session, don't grade your practice. And nevertheless, or I say it differently, I say it's not necessary to, and nevertheless, people find that they really want to grade it, and they believe their grades, as if they know what's going on and what what they should or shouldn't uh be capable of and how the world and the universe should be. So, <laughs> what do we get from that? Yeah. I think on, on page 237, well, even quite a bit of what she says earlier, but uh, 237, for most of us to stay in the present moment and to keep reminding ourselves that that's what we're here to do is suffering. And I think that's sort of what comes to mind when you're when we're talking about um, being willing to be with what is really happening. Um, you know, in a way that's like you said, the simplest thing, but it could also be feel it could to the 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 part of the mind, my mind, for example, that's conditioned to see things in an evaluative way, that, that's, that's challenging. Uh, and so it's relearning in a, in a way. Maybe that's what Sashita is uh, uh, assisting us to relearn. Um, you might say let go of some of the conditioning, but, you know, that, uh, that it's really okay. It's okay to be what, what, whatever's happening without believing it. Yes. Notice what she says in those sentences right after what you just quoted. Um, first she says, she can't do it for anyone else. No one could do it for anyone else, is the point. Um, and if practice is made too easy and there's no price to be paid, you don't ever get anywhere from it. And if we don't make the effort, as she puts it, don't turn the key in the lock to the door, if we keep running from our life and from things that displease us, then the key never turns. That's important. Not because you need to create any situations like that. Nor is it because one needs to suffer. This isn't about anything like that. The thing to pay attention to is it's not about creating or going into any sort of special circumstances. Like Again, Sashin is very simple. All you do is you sit and you stand and you walk. And yet, it's controlled suffering because we so much want to run around in our emotion thought 
about the universe and about anything and that we're doing and experiencing rather than experiencing and therefore also experiencing all the habits that come up in relation to the experiencing, in relation to our sensations, perceptions, beliefs and evaluations and our mind states in different forms. That's the point that Joko is making with this chapter. And really this chapter is, is about encouraging us to do what's called for. That's that's all it it's about. And and both at the beginning and at the end of this chapter it's all about saying, Look, you are joy. Look. You can be awake. You don't have to be awake in any way that anyone else is. Because that's your human capacity. And we each have to do it in the way that works for our life. Yes? Anyone else? Springfield? Anyone in Springfield? Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a crowd, I think. uh, I think we've pretty much covered it. Good. So if you, we pretty much covered it, let's go to the last paragraph. Because the last paragraph on page 238, in a sense, as Joko says, sums it up. There's only two things occurring. Our, she calls it pure perception, sitting here, or you could say experiencing, which includes anything and everything we do. And our, as she puts it, jumping out of perception, pure perception, into self-centered judgments. And that creates a tension or a certain dynamic. And it's up to us to deal with that dynamic in as what we call skillful practice. There's all sorts of ways to do it. When you and I speak individually, we hopefully address that. When you reflect on your practice, you hopefully reflect on that and clarify that. When you read something connected to practice, hopefully you take that and see what 
skillful clarity practice effort with this. When you are in all sorts of situations, so-called easy, so-called difficult, so-called family, friends, strangers, public, private, those are all opportunities to see how do I deal with this dynamic of what if and what gets in the way of the joy of the experiencing life moment that's going on now. You could use big names and call it greed, anger, ignorance. You could use to call, about, call it fear. You can call it any all sorts of other things. Suffering, unsatisfactoriness. But those are just labels. And if those labels get in the way of your really staying with the specific, they're not very useful. What's important is to see whether it's the emotion thought or whether it's the judgment or the evaluation or the self-centeredness that we're believing right now. If we don't do that, then we miss our life. Not because we could miss our life, but because we're covering our eyes and ears in that in those judgments and we're so entangled in them that we miss where we always are. So that's what Joko was saying in this chapter. Very straightforward. I think. <laughs> I hope you think so too. Okay. Next week we'll do Chaos and Wonder. So next week is the is the 25th. We'll have a class on the 25th. And then we'll have a class on the 1st. And then there'll be a two-week hiatus, February 8th and February 15th. We won't have a class because I'll be out of the country or just returning, uh, possibly returning on the 15th, but I'm not sure when I'll get back. So um, we won't have class on February 8th and February 15th. And then we'll resume the 22nd and hopefully finish up the book by the time, well, might have to wait till after session in March. Anything else? Any other comments, questions? Well, I hope you all have a joyous evening, a joyous week, and next week we can deal with the chaos and wonder of all that joy. Okay. We're going to have a joyous week whether we know it or not. (laughs) (laughs) You'll know it. You'll know it. Okay. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thanks.